Hello and welcome back to another episode of Petty's Pod. This is the 19th episode and uh, today we're going to be reviewing the first weekend in the NCAA men's tournament, March Madness. A uh, lot to unpack from this weekend. It was a great weekend in the tournament in my opinion. We got Carson Siegel coming on the podcast. He's on call today. So I hope you guys are excited. Uh, we got a lot of information about the upcoming Sweet 16 in March Madness. So hope you stay tuned in. It's going to be a fun one. All right, welcome back. We got Carson on call in the studio today. Carson, how you doing? What's up? Yeah, so I first want to talk about, before we get into all the March Madness uh, antics, the Big Ten in this tournament completely fell apart after such high expectations and such a great regular season with top players like Keegan Murray, um, EJ Liddell of Ohio State, Johnny Davis on Wisconsin, um, so many top players for the NBA draft next year. And then first round and second round in this tournament, there's only two teams left from the Big Ten. Carson, what do you think about uh, the Big Ten's future after watching them in this tournament? Yeah, a lot of a lot of high hopes for the Big Ten this year. I know they're uh, they're famous for choking in, in March Madness, but you know I had, I had Iowa going far. I had Purdue, Purdue still looking pretty good. Also had um, Michigan. They're playing they're playing really well right now. I did not expect this out of them. I know a lot of people had them losing to Colorado State, um, but you know they're playing great right now. I didn't think they'd beat Tennessee. They were just a big upset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing with Michigan is they're playing better without their starting point guard Devontae Jones, who for the first game was out with a concussion, and then the second game uh, had to go out and miss some minutes with the ankle injury that he picked up early in the Tennessee game. But it's like I said on the last podcast, Michigan's one of those teams where they could be a top ten team in the country. Or they can be really bad, like really bad. But uh, they're proven why that they should be in the turn, that they should have been in the tournament in the first place. A lot of people thought that they should have missed out, and uh, they're proven why they're they should be in. But I'm really shocked from by from a Wisconsin standpoint. Johnny Davis uh, projected top ten pick probably next year, um, and they lose to to a, to an Iowa State team who is good but shouldn't be beating Wisconsin when a lot of people had them an elite eight. Uh, final four range and Carson what do you think about Wisconsin yesterday yeah I mean really just did not look good at all I mean I had them going to my final four personally Johnny Davis I mean he he really like he, he can't carry them that much because he had he had four fouls at the end of the game had him put it back in he carried them as, as best he could but I mean end of the day he couldn't get it done against Iowa State and especially since they're at Milwaukee you would think they have home advantage and they've had a better chance of winning but couldn't get it done yeah, I mean, we can we can talk about the Big Ten for for hours. I mean, another one, Keegan Murray. He had, we'll get into him a little bit later, but he had a decent game, but a lot of people expected him to carry Iowa to at least the Sweet 16, and they're gone in the first round. So that's what we think about the Big Ten. Kind of shocking performance um, other than Michigan-Purdue, and Michigan was kind of a shocker. But right now we're going to get into uh, all our picks for uh, – first round uh play and uh yeah let's do it all right so the first thing i want to ask you carson were who were two teams that surprised you other than st peter's obviously what a performance by them knocking out number two kentucky and making it to the sweet 16 after beating murray state in the second round but other than st peter's who were two teams that surprised you in a good way uh carson yeah i i think baylor was i think it was an upset for sure but a lot of people saw unc knocking them out early 
Baylor just couldn't. They just, like they never woke up. They they really they're down twenty five with eight minutes left. Miraculously, they came back and went to overtime. But their, their star players fouled out, and UNC just got the job done in OT. I mean, UNC is just looking really good right now. I wouldn't be surprised if they beat UCLA in the Sweet Sixteen. Um, and then my next team, I would say, was Michigan. I I mean, I just didn't see them winning their first game, and then beating Tennessee. Like I, I don't know, they they're really hit or miss. So huge game for Michigan. Maybe they can beat Villanova, but you never know. Yeah, Michigan. As a Michigan fan, I love to hear this stuff from from everyone, and uh, they. They beat one of the hottest teams in the country, which was Tennessee. A lot of people thought they should be a two or one seed even, and uh, they came in as that three seed, and Michigan kind of just outplayed them in that game. Uh, Tennessee didn't really have an answer for anything Michigan put up. And uh, so for me, my two teams that surprised me in a good way were Iowa State and Miami. Miami, one of those teams that pulled off a big upset yesterday against number two Auburn, who a lot of people have in their final four in their championship and potentially winning it. Um they just have they just have players. They just have guys who can go out and defend the other team's best player. We saw Jabari Smith only have ten points yesterday. But this Miami team's a team to be reckoned with after uh Wisconsin goes out, uh who they would have played, now they can uh have a chance to get to the sweet uh uh Elite Eight. And uh the team that they would be playing is Iowa State, who's my other team. Um, in the first round, they just showed that they're a team to be reckoned with as well. They have uh, Isaiah Brockington, who uh, who's a player that can put up 20 in any given game. And uh, I think those two teams, I think that's a really good matchup um, in the Sweet 16 and a matchup to look forward to. So those are our t- two teams that surprised us in a good way. Now we're going to give you our two teams that surprised us in a bad way. So now we're going to give you our two teams that surprised us in a bad way. Uh, in the first weekend of March Madness. So, Carson, who do you got for this? Yeah, I got Iowa in the round of 64. Big upset against Richmond. I know I personally had Iowa going really far in the tournament. Coming off a really hot uh, season. They just won the Big Ten. No, they're looking really good. And I don't know what happened. Their their team just didn't show up. They couldn't beat Richmond. And, uh, yeah, it's not a good good, uh, start. Mm-hmm. And then uh, obviously Kentucky. I mean, I mean, I personally had them winning the whole thing in one of my brackets, but I mean, I never saw this coming. St. Peter's, I never, never even heard of them. I mean, that's crazy upset yeah. of the of the year, I would say. I mean, I haven't I haven't seen a two seed beat fifteen seed since actually since last year, but you never you can never see these coming. Like I had Kentucky going all the way. I know everyone else did, but just busting my bracket, and everyone else's. Yeah, um, I agree with your Kentucky pick. I mean, it's hard not to pick that. And uh, we got a segment coming up a little bit later talking about our players that disappointed. And Oscar Shibway, who I had as the second best player in in this tournament coming in, uh, he had 30 points and 18 rebounds. So there's someone else needed to step up, but we'll get into Kentucky a little bit later. So I agree with that pick. They're, they're really disappointing. Um, I was really looking forward to watching some of their players as they have like three guys going in the top 20 of the NBA draft next year. And uh, I haven't watched much Kentucky basketball this year, so I was excited to watch them. And then they lose in the first round to a 15 seed, so that's disappointing. And then uh, my next team is also a Big Ten team. It's not Iowa. It's Wisconsin. I got a lot of friends that are Wisconsin fans and were hyping me up for this game. 
uh, telling me Johnny Davis this, Johnny Davis that, and then watching them yesterday, they they just it just fell apart. Johnny Davis had less than twenty points. Um, they relied on Brad Davidson to carry them, and uh, he's I've never heard of him before. Um, and I would say it was good, but Wisconsin was just a team, especially after Auburn lose, that I expect to go to at least the Final Four. And uh, they just they just lost. They just got beat by a better Iowa State team yesterday. And uh, it's really surprising me. And uh, Carson, do you agree with that Wisconsin pick, or do you think there's other teams that got are kind of more disappointing than Wisconsin? Yeah, 100%. Wisconsin, high hopes for the tournament. I had them going to the Final Four. Like I said earlier, I don't know what happened. They're, they couldn't show up. Didn't get the job done against – I mean, Iowa State played really – Really well, to be fair, but I don't know what happened to them. Yeah, as a team that that averages sixty plus points, they put up I think less than less than that by a good amount yesterday. So yeah, forty nine yeah, points is not what you expect from that team. Um, but yeah, those are our teams that uh, disappointed us in a bad way. We both got Kentucky, obviously, just because I in in my opinion, I just wanted to watch them, even though because I, I haven't watched much Kentucky basketball. They lose first round to a 15 seed, and then Wisconsin, who coming out of the Big Ten with one of the best players in the Big Ten, uh, lose second round to Iowa State. So yeah. All right, so now we're gonna do kind of the same thing, but with players um, from the first weekend of the NCAA tournament. So Carson, who do you have as your two players that kind of disappointed you, and you expected more from in the first and second round of the March Madness? Yeah. So for my first pick, um, as a, as a Texas fan. I, I kind of expected them to go to make a little little run this year, but we we needed Timmy Allen to step up, and he he did nothing last night when, he, when they played Purdue. I think he dropped two points and he fouled out with like ten minutes left in the second half. He he did nothing for the team. We needed him the most at that moment, and he just, he couldn't make a shot. Yeah. Um, and then my second player was Andre Carbello for for Illinois. I personally had Houston beating Illinois, but Illinois he he just couldn't show up. He he didn't make any shots. He made he made Kofi carry the team per usual, but Illinois it was a close game until the end. Houston kind of just blew them out. They played really well to be fair, but Carrillo just couldn't make a shot to help them uh, to win to win that game. Yeah, that's a solid pick. Carbello is a guy that Illinois really rely on um, off the bench, and he's zero for four, zero for two from three. Uh, only played ten minutes. He really got benched in the second half, so yeah, it's a solid pick. He was he was also awful in the uh, first game against Chattanooga, which not really many people remember now that Illinois is out. But Illinois sh- probably should have lost that game to Chattanooga in the first round as well. Um, for me, I'm going Keegan Murray of Iowa. He had a good game. He had 21 and nine, but I had him as the third. Uh, best player coming in this tournament, Luke Culbertson on the last podcast said he was the best player coming in this tournament. So just based off of that, he should be able to carry this Iowa team to a sweet 16 at least. And despite even losing in the first round, he, he he's a guy that, you know, has role players around him and uh, he should be able to, to get into the sweet 16 at least by himself, um, especially against a team like Richmond, who I've never heard of personally. Um, and then my second player, is Ty Ty Washington, who a lot of Kentucky fans will, won't want me to repeat his game. He was uh, two for 10 with five points as a guy who's projected a top 15 pick next year in the NBA draft and uh, Kentucky's main main guard and uh, 
lot of their scoring comes from him and a lot of their facilitating comes from him. Five points and two for 10 shooting is not how you win a game in the NCAA tournament, especially against a 15 seed when they're hungry and they're trying to come out and uh, shock the world, which St. Peter's did against Kentucky. But, I mean, I couldn't go with Oscar Shibway because he had 30 and 18, which is ridiculous. Um, I still don't know how Kentucky lost this game. We've talked a lot about it already, but Ty Ty Washington was shocking in this game. He's one of those players, like I said earlier, uh, not watch much Kentucky basketball. So excited to see him play. I've heard a lot about him. And uh, he comes two for 10 with five points. Is not going to get it done against anyone in the NCAA tournament. So those are my players. I've gone with Keegan Murray, Ty Ty Washington. Carson's gone with Andre Curbelo and Timmy Allen of Texas. All right, so now we're going to talk about our couple players that surprised us and uh, our players to look forward to in the next couple rounds. So, Carson, who are your two players that you think have been the best, uh, were the best through the first weekend of the NCAA tournament? Yeah, my first pick is R.J. Davis for UNC. He played amazing against Baylor. He dropped 30 points, carried them. They almost crushed them, but they, they almost sold at the end of the game because Manic was was ejected for uh, – for a foul, for uh, I think he elbowed someone in the face. Yeah, but RJ Davis played amazing that game. He really stepped up, and I look forward to seeing how he plays against UCLA in the next round. Um, my second player is Lampkin on TCU. I mean, what a game! I, I mean, I thought they're gonna win against Arizona. They almost pulled the upset off. Lampkin, he's a center. He he dropped twenty points, but he he was just amazing that game. He got like he, he got a, he got so many rebounds. He, such a big man in the middle. Just a great player for them. Yeah, and the way he plays against those athletic big guys of Arizona is just kind of crazy coming from a school like TCU, almost pulling off the upset. Um, my two players, though, I'm going to go with Paulo Banchero of Duke, who I have winning it all still. 19-7-5 yesterday. He'll match up against any big man really well and looking in the into the Elite Eight, they'll, they'll probably match up against Gonzaga if they beat a good Texas Tech team. Um, I think he matches up really well with Timmy and Holmgren of Gonzaga. Super athletic, can shoot the ball, good mid-range shot as well. He can drive and finish well at the rim, make free throws. He does it all. I just think he's a, he's a beast, and uh, he's proven why. I think, for me, he's the number one pick in the NBA draft over Chet and over uh, guys like Keegan Murray. So... That's my first player. My second player is actually going to be Benedict Matherin from Arizona. He had 30 points yesterday. Without him, Arizona would probably have been upset by TCU yesterday. And uh, I don't know. I haven't watched much Arizona basketball this year. I know they beat Michigan early in the season when they weren't even ranked. But I remember he had a good game against us, too, um, at the beginning of the season, just con- seeing that he's continued that, that run of good form uh, throughout this whole year and scoring 30 points yesterday. Hit a couple of highlight plays, and uh, I think he's a beast, and he's showing the world why uh, he could potentially be a top ten pick, top five pick in the NBA draft. So, those are our uh, top players uh, from the first weekend of the NCAA tournament. Now we're gonna pick our winners. Um, see if they change. They've changed uh, last week on the podcast. I picked Duke. I'm sticking with them. Carson, who do you have winning it all uh, after the first weekend? Has it changed anything for you? Yeah, I mean, I still have Arizona winning against Gonzaga. I think they really, they really had to wake up last night against TCU. TCU really brought a really, really strong game against them. But Arizona's just looking so good right now. And Benedict, he, I think he's the best player in the in uh, 
college basketball right now. He's playing amazing. Coming off a great game. I think they uh they play Houston next. I think they win that game. I think they have a a ride to the Elite Eight, and then I, th- I think they're going to win it. I think they have a really good shot. Yeah. As a Michigan fan, I think if they beat Villanova, which is not definitely not a guarantee, um, it's going to be a rough watch watching Michigan against that Arizona team. They don't match up well. But I think Villanova can get it done. But Arizona is still a solid pick. Didn't know much about them coming into the tournament. Didn't really understand why people were so high on them. And then watching them these first couple games, like, oh, yeah, they're they're a real contender. But I'm second with Duke just because I think if they beat Gonzaga, there's no one stopping them uh, before the final game. Uh, they would either they would probably play Purdue uh, in the final four, and then they'd play Gonzaga, of course, in the Elite Eight. Um, but first, Carson, you think Texas Tech can get it done against Duke. What's your reason for I that? Do. I do. I, I think Texas Tech, really good team. I, I know they didn't play that well against Notre Dame last round, but they played really well first round. Um, I, th- I think they're really, they have a really good team. They have a lot of depth. I think they get it done against Duke. I think Duke's a really good team. I just don't think they're that consistent. I know they lost to North Carolina before the tournament started. I just, I don't know. I think I think Tech is a, has a good chance of winning that game. It's not like a it's not like a bad pick because Tech is a three seed and they've been good all year. But I just think Duke matches up. I don't think anyone can guard Paolo. If AJ Griffin is healthy, I don't know the story about him. He got injured late yesterday um, against Michigan State for Duke. But I just think they have shooters all around the floor. There's no one to guard. Uh, Paulo Banchero on Texas Tech. There's no one to guard Mark Williams down low for Texas Tech, I don't think. But I think if Duke can beat Texas Tech and then go into the Gonzaga game next weekend, I, I think they can get it done against Gonzaga just because mat- they match up so well. No one that Gonzaga's played, even Memphis, because they-, they were in foul trouble that whole game when Duke or when Gonzaga played Memphis um, in the second round. But uh, Memphis was in foul trouble, so Jalen Duran and... Uh, Williams also on Memphis was uh, they were both in foul trouble and then that just allowed Drew Timmy and Chet Holmgren to have an insane second half and pretty much carry them past Memphis only winning by four though so I think Gonzaga's had two really stressful games um, they're gonna have another stressful game coming up this week and uh, I just think uh, Duke matches up really well against Gonzaga so I'm picking Duke to go all the way still hasn't changed but Carson you're picking Arizona and uh those are our picks for the uh, for the March Madness. Uh, they haven't really changed. Has yours changed at all, Carson? Or were you picking Arizona from the start? I was really between Gonzaga and Arizona. I still think Arizona's going to get the job done. Mm-hmm. The team's looking amazing. I think Gonzaga's really going to have a have a hard time even getting to the Final Four, especially if Duke wins that game against Texas Tech in the Sweet in the Sweet Sixteen. I think that's a really tough game between Duke and Gonzaga with Coach K. Possibly having his last game, I think Gonzaga's they've 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 had a really good season, but you know, like you said, they struggled against some teams. Memphis put a really good run against them. I think that could be troublesome game for uh, Gonzaga. Yeah, so yeah, I mean that's a good pick. I mean Gonzaga, they've had they haven't been convincing in either of the first two games. They pulled away late against the 16 seed in the first round, and then against Memphis, of course, they only won by four. And Memphis's two best players were in foul trouble, so we'll see what happens. Uh, but our picks haven't changed uh, after this first weekend. But it's been a great first weekend of March Madness, 
And uh, Carson, I want to thank you for coming on podcast today. It's been fun. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I loved it. Yeah, it was fun. Um, next podcast will be uh, Wednesday. Probably we'll get Grant Feldman, the music, the music man, on the podcast on Wednesday to pick every Sweet Sixteen game, and uh, maybe we'll, maybe we'll pick a lead eight game. We'll see. But uh, Carson, thanks for coming and uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.